How we doing? How we been? Welcome back to the Space with Spo show. Today's episode is brought to you by Space with Spo, the only place on the internet where you can get space news with unfiltered original comedy. I got a great episode planned for you guys today. I was joined by a legendary space memer and a good friend of mine, Teflon Musk. So go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. The dash is digi, the schedule busy, my head in a hoodie, my shorty a goodie, my cousins are crazy, my cousins like boogie, life is amazing, it is what it should be, been here for 10 but I feel like a rookie, I tell her look up cause it's snowing in tussies, but for 3 years man you can't even book me, it's me and little baby that going crazy. Live from Murray Hill Manhattan, you are now listening to Space with Spo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Space with Spo show. Coming to you live from Murray Hill. We got a beautiful day here. It is August 18th. Summer's flying by. Episode 24 is here. Let's get it kicked off. We have a legendary memer in the building. He currently runs one of the funniest space-related meme accounts on the internet with almost 80,000 followers. Please give a very warm welcome to Teflon Musk. Teflon, how you doing? How you been? Yo, oh, man, I've been I've been doing good. It's uh it's been quite a summer for space, and I think uh, I think this fall is going to be pretty epic. I mean, we got Inspiration Four. Apparently, according to Elon, we don't know if it's Elon time or real time. We should have Starship launch here in a few weeks, accordingly. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Times are hot, man. Times are hot. For everybody listening right now, you might have recognized Teflon from some of the posts on Instagram. You know, we occasionally repost each other's content. We do a lot of the same things. Uh, so Teflon, how would you describe your Teflon Musk page? Well, I'd say it's just memes that come out of interest of mine. But, you know, really, I think over the years since I started it, what, I think it was almost, I think it was August around this time, uh, 2018. But the memes have evolved and changed. But at first, it was focused on some of Elon's ventures. But it's it's varied and merged around, you know, a lot more focused on space, but also kind of anything at the intersection of space, technology, innovation, just things that, you know, push humanity forward and that are funny. I mean, that's ultimately the goal is helping make space and innovation more culturally relevant. And I think, you know, of course, memes are a way to do that. But at the end of it, it's just stuff that I like. I, you know... I know some of my friends love space and love rocketry and love, you know, everything that's happening with Starship and whatnot. So we share them with each other. We make them and then the good ones get posted on Teflon Musk. So that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so awesome, dude. The page is so fucking funny. I like repost so many of those videos, so many of those memes that you post. Have you always been like a comedian in your friends group or did this kind of get started once you created the account? I think it, it started a little bit before, um, but it was mostly just, you know, in the group chats and whatnot. But I figured there were some group chats that people weren't in. Some people didn't have iMessage. Some people didn't have Instagram. So we ended up just being like, listen, just follow the Instagram. We're just going to post everything <laughs> on here. The funny memes go on the story. The space stuff goes on the page. And yeah. and the rest is history. So where did you come up with Teflon Musk? Like, where did that name stem from? Is this like a space so, joke that I'm missing? So it, it isn't really, and I, I found out later after doing some tracking that apparently Jim Cramer coined the phrase, I believe, um, I believe in 2016 or 2017, but the story was, it was late August, I was here in Philly, um, hanging out with some old buddies late at night, and then someone said the words Teflon Musk, <laughs> and this was before Elon was, you know, this is before the Rogan episodes and that all that uh 
all those incidents. And I said, if that isn't a meme page about Elon Musk or focused on that thing, I'm going to make it right now. So I looked <laughs> up the, the hashtags and there was like three or four posts and there was like some rapper from like 2012 or something that had, had used that in his post. And otherwise there was nothing. So I was like, all right, this is good. This is, I got to run with this. That's and then amazing. I just start, yeah, one or two memes a day every day for the first couple of years. I know the last few weeks I've been slacking a little bit, but for the start, it was just, you know, the grind of original content and putting stuff out there and, you know, seeing what sticks, what doesn't, and just learning along the way. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. the content grind. For sure. Yeah. And we're both like heavy IG users, right? Like Instagram is your main platform. Yeah, absolutely. And I really don't use it like any social media much, you know, outside of that yeah, <laughs> especially for, for my personal life i'm mostly focused just on just on the memes it takes up a lot of time and a lot of it's also the consumption like you need to be up on the trends on what's nice. happening both in the space world and in the meme world you know yeah. it's kind of the intersection of both so well it's funny you say that i was gonna say that so elon musk is like all over the place right like he's doing something different every day he's running like 10 15 companies like how do you even stay up to date with what he's doing he's doing so much yeah uh twitter a lot um, the internet, a lot of people helped me out too. I mean, at this point, at the beginning, it was definitely tough. It was, you know, making sure you're always searching things and searching terms and, you know, keeping up with the alerts and what's happening. But it's also gotten to a point now after, you know, I've garnered a little bit of a following that if something big happens or, you know, I'm just by nature of who I am and who I follow and, you know, my explore feed and the all, all knowing algorithm, I seem to get fed damn near all the news, but at least a lot <laughs> yeah. of it. Some of it I share, some of it I don't, some of it I'm sitting on to, to make a good meme. And then I never, never get one and never goes out. But I try to, I try to keep, keep up with, you know, most of the relevant, I would say I'm definitely team space. I'm also new space. I'm not gonna, mm -hmm. you know, pick sides. I, I try to share, you know, some of what's happening with, with ULA and Boeing and the other crews. Uh -huh. um, but I've, of course, I'm a little more focused on SpaceX and yeah, the beef with Blue Origin here and there. Yeah, I was gonna but, say yeah, so. Good you're, stuff too. You're not picking sides, but you are, so you you like Blue Origin a little bit. You got some love for them, I, or what? I got a lot of love. I mean, I got love for Blue Origin. I think their PR team. I'm not, I'm not sure if you saw some of the, uh, I believe, anonymous posts from some of their. Oh yeah, we'll get into and others. Oh but, yeah. I mean, I know it's uh, it's not representative of the entire company. You know, there's a lot of talented people on the Blue Origin team across the board. The infographics aren't coming from everyone. Um, the lawsuits definitely aren't coming from everyone. I'm not sure about their leadership team as much, but more of a SpaceX fan than a Blue yeah, Origin. But, you know, we need competition. It's, it's going to be what drives us forward. 100%. And speaking on that for a minute, guys, it, for everybody wondering, Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos' company, is they have this habit of talking shit through an infographic like they love talking shit through infographics and whether it's about spacex or, or or you know some competition with branson's uh spaceship like they just don't get it that like these infographics like nobody cares about these fucking infographics you know what i mean like if you want to talk shit make a TikTok or something make it go out to like a million people right i just think that who's ever in charge of like everything that's going out right now with the press i just think they're doing such a horrible job and you're right it it's not everybody right like the engineers the people building these rockets, like these people are grinding day in and day out. And I feel like it's not really fair to blame them for somebody who's in charge of, you know, getting the word out about this. Right. And who's making these infographics. I think they're horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They're also like tough to read, especially if you're on your phone. Like 
I don't know why they make them so small and the font so small, but yeah, definitely not a represent, you know, representation of the entire team, but that's just, yeah, the way it is unfortunate, you know, they're losing talent as well. I think just what the other day, one of their, their head engineers just jump ship to go to SpaceX. I think it might happen more and more. I mean, they've been around longer than SpaceX and Mm -hmm. they still haven't done nearly as much, but culture is a big thing, you know, it is. And it's one of those situations. It. They get the culture of fun and innovation and positivity. Like they, they get it, and that you know they've been able to prove it more and more. I think you know the stuff we're seeing too with Boeing and Starliner. Just you know, what another few years, maybe or longer. Meanwhile, Starships going, and I mean Falcon Nine. They've been just flying mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah, I think that, look, if I'm going to read an infographic, it's coming from one guy on the internet, and that is Infographic Tony. Have you heard about Infographic Tony? I think I have. I might follow him on yeah. Instagram. He is, a, to... he is a legendary infographic guy. Yeah, he does I not miss. You yeah. do, right? Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Shout out Infographic Tony, um, just while we're talking about the infographic stuff. Yeah, man, you know, look, I'm not. it's one of those situations where we're talking about blue. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. It's like they literally fuck up everything they could possibly like mess up. It's like every way that they could possibly piss people off. I feel like they're doing that on purpose. You know what I mean? Or actually not on purpose. I feel like it's unintentional. I feel like the wrong guy is in that position. Yeah. I I really don't know about that because I think Jeff is definitely in somewhat of the driver's seat. Great um, point. To some extent, clearly. And we all know, or not all of us, but I mean, a few years ago he's recorded and he's talked about how, he knows lawsuits like this are going to push things back and push back deadlines and all of that. And he's still somewhat, you know, going ahead with all these lawsuits against NASA and trying to mm-hmm. just because what they're a little, little hurt that they didn't get the, uh, get the gig. Well, yeah. So now they're suing NASA over the lunar lander contract uh, again. Right. And they're saying that, you know, it was an unfair advantage for um, SpaceX and Elon. And like, look, here's the thing, Jeff, you want to talk about an unfair advantage. You literally have like one hundred and ninety billion dollars. Like just make your own lunar, lunar landing system, make your own spaceship and go to the other side of the moon. Like, don't even deal with NASA if they're not going to give you the time of day. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think a lot of their beef, and I was with, according to sources, I'm not sure who, because they didn't mention who they were, but people said it was around that NASA said they wouldn't explicitly choose based off of price. And then most people thought because SpaceX came in at half the cost of Blue Mm -hmm. Origin, they automatically went ahead with them and went ahead with them quickly. I think there's a lot of other factors that weighed into that but I think they're just trying to fight it just to get a seat at the table. Um, but it's ultimately just going to delay things. You it's know? delaying I think everything. It'd be funny yeah. if they ended, I think it'd be funny if they ended up, however the lawsuit went, but if it ended up going to someone else besides them. That is so <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> like they give it to Dynetics or something mm-hmm. like that. And then like Jeff is literally like shit out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a middle finger, a little bit of an insult to, I think it just, especially seeing how open he was about, you know, acknowledging that the procurement process is really what backs things up and he just goes ahead and keeps delaying things. But I'm not going to, you know, put that all on the blue origin. I might beef with their legal team and laugh yeah. at their PR team for the infographics, <laughs> but I mean, ultimately 
we're all trying to do the same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's on the same page about laughing about these infographics. Like they have to, they have to switch the game up there a hundred percent. I'm just wondering when Tori Bruno and, and their team's going to start coming out with infographics about engines. <laughs> Tori, what a legend. Yeah. You know, he's gotten a bunch of invites to come on the show. We'll get him eventually. But um, yeah, I just saw a tweet by Tori, you know, switching topics a bit that they're ready to send off. Um, what's it called? Boeing Starliner, but Boeing is now back doing more tests. They're not ready to fly. They have like some valve issues or something. Boeing has been delayed again. I, you know, I, I don't want to say it's a hundred percent their fault. You know, there's some other things in the mix here with, I know they had like weather issues when they were about to try to fly. But for me, this timeline, and this is one of the most stressful things about being like a massive fan in the space industry. It's just like, I'm just so tired of waiting, right? It's like all these delays. It's like, dude, I'm a human. I'm literally dying as I speak. It's like, we don't have these like big five, 10 year windows. It's like, we got to get the ball moving faster. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think part of the problem, and this is just completely gut feeling and just talking off the bat. I'm not true, sure how true this is, but I think Boeing just has so many conflicting priorities and other things that Starliner is just a honeypot and a money machine for them. That they can keep, you know, taking government funding and creating jobs and all that, which is good, but aren't very incentivized to get it going and get it going fast. And I think, you know, SpaceX has that culture and has those incentives. I'm not sure, you know, how incentivized everyone on the SpaceX teams are with, you know, hitting those deadlines, but they sure seem like it because they've been able to, even though it's not always on Elon time, they're still getting things done. So would you ever think in your wildest dreams that Starship might fly before Starliner? Did you ever think that could, that could even be possible? I had no clue. I mean, if you think it was one year ago or so, it was basically the, the grain silo sitting out there on the empty beach. <laughs> in what was Boca Chica, what now is Starbase? I, I had no clue. But here we are. I mean, it's stacked. It's what damn near double the size of the statue of liberty is like, huge unreal i'm i'm definitely got to get down there sometime and on that note i know uh not sure if you know this or not but it sounds like the starbase bar is going to be opening up pretty soon really if you heard about that yeah it's called the uh the prancing pony allegedly oh a little lord lord of the rings reference there that's great kind of typical with all of spacex putting all the little cultural references whether it's the the doge on the raptors or you know launching cheese and just being goofy <laughs> in general it's you gotta love it yeah i um you know i haven't looked too much into star base recently you know i was planning about doing a video about it but i just never got around to it. i've been so busy what is like the pitch line at Starbase? it's basically like this city in texas where elon is just transforming into like a space travel hub right yeah that's uh that's basically it i mean it's about 30 minutes from Brownsville, Texas, which is right on the border of Mexico. And it's just right out on the beach. And he's, I mean, they plan on really making it from there to Mars. Very similar to what happened in the 60s and 70s with, you know, Cape Canaveral mm -hmm. and the Space Coast in Florida. I mean, different time periods, different things. I'm not sure if you've been there or not, but I mean, it, it's awesome there. Like there's just a culture of space everywhere. There's launches and just that roads are backed up, everyone lines up and everyone heads out, regardless of, you know, who's launching which rocket. It's just, I think something like that is definitely happening, at least starting in Texas. And it's gonna, 
by by all means and by all signs at least i should say it's uh not slowing down yeah 100 percent. i mean i could see myself moving to texas why not i mean the rent's cheap over there <laughs> you can buy like a a house with an elevator compared to my new york city apartment right now you know what yeah, I mean? and it, it's really close to south padre island so i mean if you're into that spring break scene and oh there you go and, and fishing i mean it's it's like a 30 minute drive so that's personally what i was thinking about doing just going down there and you know heading out in the water doing some some fishing some trolling and watching oh, yeah. some rockets i mean and is this where Elon like lives in that house is like, does he live on Starbase Texas in like one of those like makeshift homes where they just like pop it up? That's uh yeah, he's living there now. I think he's, I mean, lives in his jet half the time I feel, but yeah, he definitely, he definitely does that. And they're, they're cool. I mean, I think it's definitely was an example just to show a new innovative way of living and, you know, a little bit of the minimalist life. It's a lot easier to, to deal with stuff when you don't have multiple houses and everything that comes with those facts facts I shouldn't say houses i should say you know, a little bit bigger than houses I think, <laughs> some of, some of estates these places yeah well although he did i think the coolest and one of the coolest ones was the old house from gene wilder who he had uh in san francisco mm-hmm. it was just a weird and also kind of funny because you know willy wonka and all that so what's one thing about elon that like that really like you look up to him for like, right. You're like a big Elon fan. You got the whole page kind of dedicated to, you know, different aspects of some of his uh, companies. Like what's one thing about Elon that you really fuck with. And I think he just gets innovation and he gets that you need to move things forward. Um, And if you don't, no one else will. And I think I, I definitely respect him as an entrepreneur and as a CEO. I mean, he's, he was able to get on, new frontiers whether it's electric cars or space and obviously he's doing this stuff with Neuralink. who knows how that's going to end up i guess we'll all talk in 10 years or who knows if we'll be talking maybe we'll just be telecommunicating yeah, i was gonna say with each other but uh <laughs> yeah i mean i think he's he recognized early on where the new frontiers are and, and went there which i think is something at least for me you know in my personal career etc is inspiring um i don't know i think at the same time that and just realizing to not take yourself super seriously facts yeah i think it's just not it's not worthwhile life isn't meant to be stuck up you know living some sort of facade that isn't you mm-hmm. yeah you, As, you know he shit posts memes sometimes they're cringe sometimes they're good you know sometimes they're ones we've we've seen for years and sometimes they're super esoteric memes but yeah how would good. you rate his memes on a scale of one to ten would you say he's got game in the meme department i i personally think he does i think he posts like hilarious memes. i think he does yeah i think he's he's, he's got some there. game he's up there he doesn't he doesn't post them enough though i would say that so if, oh. you're, on, if you're listening time to maybe a daily one he ain't consistent enough. You hear that, Elon? Yeah. If you're listening, man, you need to be consistent on social media in 2021 if you want to build a following, Elon. Come on. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? The um, So when Elon is finally done with the Starship or whenever we're, like, ready for that first, um, you know, kind of crew to go up there, would you feel comfortable riding Starship? Or are you waiting for a couple uh, completed flights before you get on that Starship? I wait a few flights. I mean, if the opportunity pops up, it would be a very tough call. Uh, I think I'd do it. Depends on where we're going. Um, unlike others, I know Austin Bernard, the photographer who lives down there at SpaceX or at Starbase, he's willing to hop on the first Starship to Mars, no questions asked. I think I'm a little more lenient, um, but 
I think I'm going to have to play that one by ear when it happens. Yeah. Same for me. Only because of the lack of escape system. Like I'm a big believer in like, I want to have an option to leave if I have to. (laughs) Yeah. And as of now, that's not the case. And you know, the downside is I'm sure, you know, well, I'm not sure if all your listeners do, but just, you know, the way Mars is only close every what, four years, Mm -hmm. we can't have launches year round every year unless they're, you know, they'd be very inefficient and very, very far away. Hopefully years down the road, we're able to, but for now it's, it's going to be a few years in between every every one. Yeah, man. Space travel, man. It's a it's a dangerous game of waiting. It's a dangerous game. And like we got now we got to find we have this other issue going on right now with these Artemis spacesuit delays. It's like, dude, every piece of space news I feel like we talk about is just some aspect of it getting delayed or not. Like now the issue is the NASA Office of uh, Inspector General issued a report and they basically said that these next gen spacesuits that uh, we were going to wear for the Artemis missions to the moon will not be available until 2025 at the soonest. That is in four years. In my mind, it's like, why does it take that long to create a spacesuit? It's like, why can't we just wear what we're wearing now, right? It's like, why do we have to wait four years from that? And my second question would be, can't we just pay SpaceX to do it for us? Yeah, I mean, Elon's definitely offered, I believe, in the in the Twitter to make it happen sooner. And yeah, four years it's ridiculous. is absurd. I think the reason they gave was that it would fit a wider range of astronauts. And I'm not sure what that means. Like fat? Like if we're going to be bringing dogs up there. I mean, maybe <laughs> or yeah, I'm not sure if we're just going for the diversity sort of thing here. But I would think most spacesuits, they could tailor them within a few years. But I know there a lot goes into it, so I'm not going to, you know, stretch yeah. above my rounds. But I, I'd like to think it could happen a little faster. We need to. We need to get the ball rolling on this spaceship for real. I'm running out of time, that, Teflon. Did you see the price tags on some of those on some of those things? I think the shoes were like 120k or something. Or the no boots. way, really? The hype beast would hype beast would lose their shit over those. <laughs> Dude, I want to. I want to. I can like in the future when I'm rich, and I will be rich one day. I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but one day I'm gonna literally like buy one of those old Apollo spacesuits and just fucking walk around the house in it. Honestly, like those suits are so sick. The Apollo ones. Yeah, they're awesome. I think I want to get the Crew Dragon one, though. Oh, the Crew Dragon one. Yeah, that's actually in the um, – they, they have that hanging in, um, in one of those – Yeah, in that Kennedy Space yeah. Center. Have you been to Kennedy Space Center? So I didn't, um, and I went multiple times to the Space Coast during COVID, the COVID debacle, and not all of it was open, so I didn't end up going, but I definitely will this year. Yeah, we got to get down there. I'm going to try to go down there for the inspiration for launch uh, next month. I'm going to try to get down there, shoot some content. I just have to find a way in the door. So anybody out there listening right now that can get me and Tef in the door right now, send over the invite. I'm going to be there, boots on the ground. Well, Teflon, thanks so much for coming on the show. Guys, this is going to be a quick episode today. I wanted to introduce you to Tef. He's going to be coming back all the time whenever we got big space news. So Teflon, I want to ask you one more question. What are you most excited about in space this year? What are you most excited about? So I know we've been talking about it a lot, and this this might be a, I mean, definitely the orbital flight of Starship, the orbital test flight. I mean, that's, I've been waiting for that all year. I was hoping it would happen in the summer. I was hoping for myself it would happen in the summer. For my travel plans, I was hoping it would happen later in the fall because Lord knows July and August in the southern tip of Texas isn't the best climate. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the Starship Orbital launch in the fall. And I think Inspiration4 is going to be huge 
Huge, just yeah. culturally for America. I mean, for America and for the world. I mean, Netflix is putting out their thing. Oh, I can't wait on that. I mean, that is going to bring it to the masses. I mean, that you just think of the hype over the summer. I mean, it was a good summer for space, but I mean, but Richard Branson and Bezos going up mm-hmm. the hype that got for those like few weeks was unreal. Oh yeah. And just the amount of mind share that everyone had just thinking about space and thinking about figuring out what the Carmen line was and did they go to space? Did they not go to space. The shit like, talking. Everywhere. Yeah. But wait until Starship happens and wait until, you know, inspiration for like, it's going to be next level. So I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully it happens this year. I think it will. I think it'll happen before October is what I'm hoping. At least the Starship, it all depends on, you know, whether the FAA will ever approve. We know how they are. Sometimes their guys don't even show up when there's launches, (laughs) but that's the government government for you. That's great. Well, hey, fingers crossed for that. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Introduction to Teflon Musk. Teflon, thank you so much for coming by. I hope you have a great night. Absolute pleasure, man. And if anyone wants to follow, it's uh, at Teflon underscore Musk. On yeah, I forgot, I forgot to say that. Follow Teflon on all social media. at uh, So it's at Teflon Musk. On Instagram, on Twitter, it's at Musk Teflon. Small following there, but I do like to repost the news and the, the cutting edge stuff there. So it's a going Follow awesome. Both. Well, hey, thanks so much again, Teflon. We'll talk soon. It's been great. Thanks. Thanks.